everybody. Welcome to City Girls Pod. And this is the show where we break down episodes of Sex in the City and so much fun. And today we are starting season six. I cannot believe it. It's the final countdown, the final season. And I'm film critic Rachel Wagner and Jax is here. Hello. And we have a special guest with us. Kaylee Scott is here. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. Yeah, this is great. And so your first time on the pod. So why don't you uh, introduce yourself to our audience? Sure. I'm Kaylee Scott, a um, very longtime friend of Jack's from, um, I don't know, I guess I won't say the year, but <laughs> <laughs> a long time ago. Um, and I'm an actor, writer, comedian. Great. Well, welcome. We're and so excited. I have a little claim to fame of Kaylee at Sex and the City. Well, first of all, Kaylee is a very Sex and the City gal, the lifestyle she leads, but she also <laughs> went on a date with someone who has appeared in Sex and the City. Am I allowed to say that? Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> well, you set it up is the other yeah. part you, of it. Are you going to tell us who it is? I think you, I think Jack should. Oh yeah, tell um, us. So you set it up in the episode where Charlotte and the gals go to the Hamptons, and she meets. I think it's like Valley of the Thirty Something Women, Twenty Something Women. I forget the title of the episode. Do you oh yeah, that? yeah, yeah. The, the young gentleman that Charlotte gets crabs from uh. <laughs> the Kaylee went on date with. His name is Anson Mount. He taught at the acting studio we worked at, um, and. I saw him in Crossroads, Britney Spears. I was like, oh, he's so cute. And then I was like, who is like a ridiculously good looking and fun and wildly charming friend that I could set him up with? And it was Kaylee. And they had a really nice date. Nice. <laughs> did. It was it was one date. One date. <laughs> More than I've had with anybody for Sex in the City. So fair enough. Fair enough. It was also, it was like a 17 degree day. And I walked in and I felt like I just had like snot frozen to my face and I felt like it looked like, um, you know how you can win like coffee with a celebrity and it goes to charity sort of a thing. Right. Right. Like, yeah. That I felt like I won one of those. Like it didn't <laughs> like, that's what I felt like it looked like to people because he was so handsome and like not frozen. And I just felt like, like one of these things is not like the other, like there, like there was some sort of incongruous thing happening with like, why is she, why is she here? But yeah, no, we had a really nice time. It was not, it was not a match, but we had a really good time. That's fun. That's great. Well, have you always been a big uh, Sex and the City fan uh, then? I have, I yeah. have. I remember seeing uh, the summer before it came out, like seeing the billboards in the city and being very, mm -hmm. as a Sarah Jessica Parker fan from this random movie called If Lucy Fell, um, I was super excited about it. Probably too young to be excited for it, but was very excited about mm -hmm. it. <laughs> That's great. Uh, yeah. Do you feel like you are one of the, one of the girls more than the others that yes. you're more similar to? Yeah. Well, for mo yeah, I would say I have had, and I take this as the highest compliment, but also like the purest comparison. I have mm -hmm. had multiple gay men tell me I am the most carry person that they've ever <laughs> met. So I think that that's probably, I think Jax would agree. I think yeah, you are. <laughs> I'm a carry, but like plot twist this year, should I like, should I mention the Sam thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. plot twist, um, I was actually diagnosed with breast cancer earlier this year. So there's like a hint 
a hint of Sam in my life yeah, now. Cause that's coming up. It is coming up. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Coming up soon. Well, I hope everything's going as well as can be expected with treatments and everything. It is, it is. It's not too bad. Um, oh, you know, I'm lucky. I'm lucky that it's not been too rough for me That's so good. far. I mean, like, not good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Well, let's dive in. We're talking about the first three episodes of season six. And <laughs> we have the first episode called To Market to Market. And it the the episode starts out with her Carrie rushing to Wall Street to ring the bell, the opening bell uh, of Wall Street, uh, and on behalf of her publishers, I think. Um, and then we also have uh, her first real date with Berger, and uh, and then we have more drama going on with Miranda and Steve. Uh, with Miranda finally admits that she's in love with Steve and, uh, and then also Charlotte continuing on her, um, quest to marry, to marry Harry and become a Jew. Uh, so a lot other stuff going on, but, uh, overall Jax, what did you think of this episode? I mean, this opening sequence, I think all New Yorkers can relate to. I'm usually not doing something as glamorous as like ringing the bell at the stock exchange, but uh, especially during my babysitting, personal assisting, like working for the acting studio days where I had to be multiple places. It's that thing that you're like, okay, well, if I take the cab, will that be faster? No, I'm just going to walk or run. No, take the subway. And watching Carrie do that in heels was just <laughs> Kaylee, right? <It's> like <laughs> mind boggling. And I'm so anxious for her, but she made it. So I started off the episode just in the state of like utter panic and anxiety, but I love this one. I really I said it before, we know where it goes with Burger, but I'm really hot on this relationship um, in this episode. I just think he's so charming and I just don't know. I wish it could have worked out. Yeah, I feel like Ron Livingston should be a romantic lead. He's so good. I know, I know. There's something like very um, comforting about him. Like he's not like an intimidating hot. He's like an accessible, handsome. Yeah. 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 I said, I think I said that last time he's normal, attractive. Yeah. It's nice. <laughs> I really want Ron Livingston to listen to these episodes and Rachel be like, normal, attractive and Kaylee, like accessible, huh? <laughs> no, it's, it's true. Like, it actually wasn't thanks. on this one. Uh, I was, I was recording with, uh, my, with my friend Amber and, uh, and we were talking about Peter Porte is like upper level attractive, like, Un- yeah. insanely attractive and then we were t- I can't remember who the other person was that we were like that's normal attractive <laughs> yeah and it's true and it's like normal attractive is a little I don't know that's like that's what I that's what you want or I think that's like yeah. that's who you see yourself with like you don't see yourself with where I like I didn't see myself with Anson Mount you know I was like I'm yeah. on a date but like that's not who I'm gonna end up with yeah <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't Anson Matt, wasn't he on Star Trek? Yeah. I feel like I think, he? Of, for some reason, I think yeah. Star Trek. Oh yeah, he's, he's it's, it's like every time Rachel and I do these episodes, Kaylee, Rachel will look on IMDb and see like who co-starred and guest starred. And every time they're always consistently working actors. And it's like, yeah, they're they're all doing it. Yeah. They're he, all out there. They're all out mm-hmm. there. Yeah. He, yeah, he was also on like a, a rugged show. Um, yeah, he was. 
on Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah. A bunch of different Star Trek Discovery, Star Trek New Worlds, Star Trek, Star Trek Short Treks, a bunch of Star Trek stuff. So I could, that's where I know him. But um, not that I'm like the queen of Star Trek or anything, but I did watch Discovery. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah. Do you think it would be fun to ring the bell, the stock exchange? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I, it's so sad. I had an opportunity to do, to not like do it myself, but to be part of a group Uh that that was doing it. Um, and I can't remember why I had like a legitimate conflict. Like I had something where I was like, I actually can't even reschedule this to do this. Um, and, and then that was 2019 and then the pandemic happened. So I don't, I haven't been asked since, and I wasn't even really asked. It was just Uh sort of a like, Hey, uh, it was a friend who worked for a congresswoman and she was like, we're doing this. Do you just want to be part of the group? And I was like, I do, but I couldn't be, but I do think it would be fun. Yeah. I think, I think it would be fun just to feel the energy in, in the room, I think would be kind of cool to be part of it. Uh, but, uh, but then they, all the girls go out for, uh, lunch and they all have kind of a, I would say sort of a bohemian look in this scene. You've got, uh, you've got Samantha with an orange jacket and this, the kind of almost bell-bottom looking pants. And the, and then Miranda's wearing a, uh, a blue and green dress that's split down the middle, blue and green. And Carrie's wearing, uh, a pink top and a, um, a scarf on her head, pink. She's really rocking the scarves in every yeah. way <laughs> like season six it was like what 2003 2004 yeah yeah this was 2003 yeah yeah so the fashion it was an interesting time for fashion (laughs) it was we'll get to it but I have I have a look that I have so many thoughts on later (laughs) um so then we have Charlotte going to lunch with Carrie with Carrie Charlotte going to lunch with Harry and Harry orders pork and uh, he says I'm not kosher uh, I'm I'm not kosher I'm conservative and uh, so yeah he is pretty lenient as a lot of Jewish people are as far as those rules but Charlotte if she's going to convert she's going to convert like and i can i can i mean this is why i'm probably in the most like charlotte i can understand that because i'm a very i sometimes can be too like black and white like if i'm doing it i'm doing it all the way like just it doesn't make sense to kind of half do it but we see when she has to give up christmas that's very sad <laughs> that would be hard <laughs> i know yeah. but i have to say i did learn i think a lot during the pandemic because I was just, my life was just so used to a certain, as far as religion, a certain way of doing things. And I had done that my whole life. And then all of a sudden church is canceled for over a year. And, and I had to kind of figure out a new way to do things. And I don't know, I just kind of realized that I didn't have to do it the way I had done it for so long, you know, that I could, I could be a little more flexible. So that, that's something I'm still, I'm still kind of working through it, to be honest, like what kind of my new routine is and what kind of my new, I feel like I still haven't quite figured it out. <laughs> and that's okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and we're recording this on a Sunday. Had to, 
sorry, go ahead. Oh no, I'm saying without the pandemic, it's not like anything, it's not a, a journey you would have embarked on without yeah. sort of impetus. Yeah, like we're recording this on a Sunday and in my past life, I would never have done that, but I got used to doing it during the pandemic and I realized I'm like, it's fine. There's no, no there's no problem. Like, it's, it's okay. I can do it. I don't know. So that's been kind of an interesting experience, but I can relate to Charlotte though here where she's trying to, trying to do, trying to do it right. And I think also because she feels like if she kind of half bakes this conversion, people will be critical of it. Oh, you were only doing it for Harry. She's like, no, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to really do it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's sort of like a straight A student within her always where she, you know, like she really wants to excel at it. And I also think like it would, it would be hard. I'm really emotionally attached to Christmas. I'm not super religious, but I'm like very emotionally attached to just the entire season. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I do understand, you know, because he says, we we can like find something and you know we can find a compromise like a lot of jewish people have something have christmas or you know like mm-hmm. have interfaith households um but i could understand why she would be like no i just i have to leave it behind like mm-hmm. i can't even have like a little bit of it because it's almost more sad than mm-hmm. just fully embracing the new um yeah this is more the next episode but if you if you want to read a fun book that kind of takes on these topics it's called the matzo ball Hmm. uh it's a really cute book about this woman who is jewish and she grows up in a where her father is a rabbi and she secretly has this career writing christmas novels oh my god i love that it's really fun yeah i liked it a lot it was very funny sweet and she's she's assigned she gets assigned to actually write a hanukkah book and she she and they think that the publishers think oh she's gonna be super excited about it and glad and she's like no everyone's gonna (laughs) know then that i have this secret past you know the secret thing and she has like a whole office just with christmas decor and christmas stuff and she's like don't go in there you know it was it was fun uh fun read i recommend it but anyway Welcome to the Pilot Podcast. My name is BJ. And my name is Me Too. And we promise this promo is worth it, so please don't skip ahead. We're two judgy friends who put our judgmental skills to work for you. We review the pilot episodes of new and popular shows and shows that our listeners request to answer your question, should I watch this? Look, a lot of us are spending a lot more time at home. And yes, we should be reading and trying new projects and enriching ourselves. But does anything beat binging a great show? Let us take the guesswork out of deciding what your next show will be. Tune in to The Pilot Podcast at thepilotpodcast.com. So Miranda, she she ends up with with poo all over her and she doesn't even know. She's just in this rough place. And I guess uh, in season five, both Cynthia Nixon and Sergeant Park were both pregnant. I didn't realize that both of them were. Um, I knew that SJP was. But uh, so this all must have really like rang true for her, the Miranda's stress of dealing with this baby. Um, and, you know, she's literally a, a, a new mom herself. Yeah, I, I won't lie that the poo on the face, it's very visceral every time to watch. And she's wearing <laughs> it everywhere. And I watched a lot of babies 
And I've gotten poop a lot of places, but never <laughs> on my face. Never. No. It's usually not so, no. yeah, liquidy, not to be gross. It's usually yeah. not so to get on your face. It's, too. it's I, I honestly have to kind of like cheat a little through that <laughs> yeah. scene. Like I can't, because I know it's coming now and I, I, yeah. I can't. I can't just like breathe into it. I have to, I'm like, I get it. I get it. I get it. We know. And like Steve's eating. Like I, I know. Day. And I like, I ride horses. I muck stalls, but that it's still, there's something about that on her face that I can't <laughs> do. Yeah. But Steve's the best. And <laughs> he's, I mean, he's grossed out, but he's also the best. Supportively <laughs> grossed out. Yeah. And so then Miranda realizes, cause he's so great, realizes I'm in love with Steve. And she says, I looked over at him and realized we belong together. So that's, I mean, did. she realized what everyone has been telling her and what we've been saying as an audience and what even mm-hmm. she has said, but just not in those many words, you know? Right. Kaylee, did you watch? And just like that, I didn't, yeah. I, I didn't. I was going to, and then when I found out the spoiler of the first, I was like, I, mm, like yeah. I'm good. So I, it's I, not the best, but yeah. especially what they did with Steve. Steve is oh, especially heard. justice for Steve. I heard, and I think, <laughs> um, yeah, I heard that they he sort of came across as like a 90 year old man, and it's, <laughs> yeah, and it's they, it's like the, the, you know, he in real life has a hearing issue and that's like, not, you know, I, I don't know. There's it just sounded from what I heard that they weren't really portraying that in the most thoughtful way. Yeah. They were very, they made him just fe- seem like totally clueless, which was frustrating. Yeah. Uh, so Samantha is getting upset about, uh, about her neighborhood changing. And, uh, when the pottery barn comes, <laughs> she's, no and uh and then she meets victor webster could you believe that Jax? <laughs> i know with him what holy the hot the hot what well, oh my gosh that is yeah the hot wall street guys totally victor webster <laughs> he looks so young yeah. i mean that was 20 years ago or whatever um yeah. well he's aged well and he looked good then holy yeah. my goodness gracious. he did look good it is so weird to watch that now 20 years on that scene because that neighborhood is like so trendy and gentrified mm-hmm. and just to forget like or remember that it was in a totally different place when they were filming that and um her reaction to the- it She's yeah. in the meat market, right? Meat packing, yeah, yeah. Which is like, yeah. which is now where everybody goes out. Um, super expensive, super trendy. It's everything she was talking about, like all the designer mm-hmm. stores and everything. But it's just been that way for so long. I'm like, oh right, there was a point in time where that neighborhood was not that. Mm-hmm. Well, so then there, the girls are eating lunch, and you see Samantha, and she's wearing this. Oh, strange shirt that with a boat neck collar and bananas on it bananas all on the collar i was like what what is that i don't know i thought it was a weird look i thought i was having an out-of-body experience yeah. for a second. <laughs> i was like like I, I, 
I was honestly looking at it like I'm not sure what I'm looking at. I don't even hate it. I just don't even know what I'm looking at. <laughs> I know, like a, a friend had like an Andy Warhol bag with a banana on it, and I didn't know if it was like that. I don't know. I don't know what that was. It was a weird, weird, weird look. I thought. Um, then we have Carrie saying, "Are the stock market and dating are they that different?" I hope so, but it feels, I don't know. It's a mess. It's so hard. You should be so glad, Jax, that you're out of it. Out of the dating. <laughs> That's the worst. I think it, it, it is interesting how the whole like way that they assign value and like how mm-hmm. that compares to the stock market. Right. Um, that was sadly, I think, accurate to modern dating well and so this victor webster guy he gives uh samantha tips and turns out he gives lots of people tips because he gets in trouble in the end uh but how would you think of carrie going on the simu date that was i thought really funny okay that dude i was i was watching it alone and usually i don't laugh out loud unless i'm with other people like i don't know like a communal experience I was because his physical comedy in this scene is so spot on and it's so the energy that I felt like I brought into a lot of dates when I was <laughs> like prat and get stuff in his thigh, knock oh. him over. I mean, it was well, and then the bird. Yes, I know the bird. It was so uh, I, I just really feel for for both of them like it's just like one of those scenes where you're like I am in my body I am physically uncomfortable in my own body right now though I am like in my own home not living this but I think we've all been either side I think I've been both sides I know I've been both sides of that I've been yeah I've been him but I've also been her where you're like I don't want to be rude but this is not going well Kaylee remember when we were both on the same date where we were both sides of that Kaylee and I went on like a pseudo uh a guy that I went on a date with that I went to hook Kaylee up with we went over to his apartment under the guise that she was going to dog sit for him and then uh Kaylee why don't you say what happened when we got there because it wasn't a real date because we were both there It was not a real date at all. <laughs> well, so much happened. I don't know which thing. Um, he, is so, he is so hot though. Man bun, so gorgeous. He is, Male simil- model. he is similar in aesthetic to an Anson Mount. Well, his couch was wet because he had just cleaned it. Um, I don't, and then, and then Jackie kept trying to, I don't know which thing you're talking about, but Jackie kept trying to give us like alone time it was a studio apartment so we're like sitting there talking and Jackie's like I'll be right back and like went into a closet and then was there for a long time and I was like what what's in there like what is that is that the bathroom and he was like nope no that's the utility closet and I was like oh okay what's in there and he's like like literally mops like I don't know and then Jackie came out like doing a bit (laughs) like (laughs) that's funny Fully That's convinced like, we would be making out and we were both just sitting there like, what's happening? <laughs> I'm like, how have they not like decided to get married by now? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, just think like that's my nightmare is having a bird on your head. And it reminds me of uh, 
So I, I'm not the most comfortable when it comes to animals. It takes me a while to like warm up to them. And, and then I love them and they're great, but, um, strange animals. I am a little comfortable around and, uh, and, uh, especially like birds. I don't love birds. And anyway, and so on my mission, these kids decided this was going to be a big joke that they thought it would be really funny to like scare me. And so they decide that they're going to throw their bird in my face, like, and all of a sudden there's like bird is coming towards me. And I'm like, ah. Oh my God. So I, I practically almost had a panic attack and then, and they, cause it was, it was just upsetting. And, and uh, I mean, and I felt bad for the bird and it was just not a good situation. And, yeah. and they felt really bad after, cause they thought it was just like a little goof and it, it was not. And so I always, any kind of bird around your face, like that's not a good space. That's no. not a little goof. That's no. really messed up. <laughs> well, like you said, it's like trauma for you, trauma for the bird. Like yeah. that's just all bad. So, bad. Uh, so this was, I thought, very funny and ridiculous. Yeah. But uh, we have Charlotte telling Harry she might not be able to have kids. That was a very sweet scene. Uh, and uh, And Harry tells her he loves her. And I kind of like that they, they not having anybody be cynical about Charlotte and Harry. They're just letting her have, because I, I feel like there's, they're probably in real life. You, one of these girls would probably be like, you're getting into this really fast. Uh, but I, for, I feel like we just need it. We need just a sweet romance for her character. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think you're right. I think in real life too, I, I mean, <laughs> Jackie can attest. I think um, her friends would have been like, you are physically mismatched. Like that yeah. is just something like a conversation that would have happened. I think there would have been a lack of uh, under, like not getting it, you know, maybe once they got to mm-hmm. know him, they would have been like, he's super sweet and he treats you really well. And we totally get it. But mm-hmm. I can understand. I think in reality, there might've been like, it would have felt jarring for more, more jarring for them mm-hmm. to like see the match. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's nice. They just, she deserves it. I mean, Mm -hmm. she's very privileged, but she had a terrible marriage. So yeah, she deserves it. And I, and especially knowing that it's this last season, so they have to kind of get it all together uh, for her. I'm just glad they just let her have a sweet fairy tale kind of romance uh, with Harry, who I love. It's like an interesting sort of thing of your fate or your destiny or just having faith and things will work out because it's like, she's just come from this relationship that was really devastating. And she had all those grand ideas of a soulmate and what marriage means. And then I think for her to get divorced, it was more devastating for her than it would have been for any of the other girls. But then the fact that she gets with her divorce attorney, it's just like, you know what? Sometimes we don't know what's going to happen. Just have faith and trust Mm -hmm. that something will work out. Yeah. Right. Uh, so then Steve and Miranda go on a date and Steve says, I'm not in love with you anymore. And he's seen someone else. Uh, so that was tough. That was tough. Uh, and then Carrie, uh, she says goodbye to Berger after the date and runs into Aiden who has a baby on him. <laughs> just like you have a baby. On you. <laughs> it's just crazy. Okay. I don't want children but there's something about her seeing Aiden with the baby and I think that we've 
it's a very relatable thing to unexpectedly run into someone, whether it's an ex or not, that just brings up these emotions. Mm -hmm. And every time I watch this scene, it gets me. It's like, if, right, because the possibility, like anytime you run into an ex, if you're single, you don't know what, you know, if you don't know where they're at, there is like the possibility in the air, like maybe we were meant to run into each other. But when he turns around with the baby, it's like, well, this is a different story. Yeah. Um, also, there's something about like, like a very rugged man, like Aiden with a baby. Like, I also don't want children, but I was like, I'm like, oh, like I'm into that <laughs> visual. Yeah. That's cute. <laughs> yeah. Well, and he, he's always such a, like a sweet guy that you could imagine being a good dad and that's yeah. attractive. Yeah. That's very, yeah. Well, what would you give this episode one to 10? What do you think, Kaylee? Hmm. I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a seven. I think it hit like a lot of good fashion wise. I have a lot of like thoughts. Banana shirt. (laughs) (laughs) Lose a point for the banana shirt. Definitely like, yeah, like points come off for the banana shirt. And I know we were doing like slips over jeans back then, but like that is so atrocious. Um, but I think it brought, you know, it was, it was a strong, I think in terms of an opener, it brought back a couple of familiar faces. Mm-hmm. Um, and for being the final season opener, I think smartly set up a lot of plots. So that is that is my rating with, you know, but there were some weaknesses. So overall mm-hmm. strong, but seven out of 10. What do you think Jax? Yeah, I'm right around there too. I would think I'd probably give it a 7.5, but I do give minuses for the, for the poo and the bananas. So <laughs> yes. What are you gonna do? yeah, I, I think I agree with you. So the next episode is called, so the next episode is called great sex expectations. And basically the plot is you have them all go into this vegan restaurant and this is where we meet Smith. He's the hot waiter that everyone's eating this terrible food <laughs> to be with. Uh, and, uh, and then I, sh- we also have Carrie and Berger there. Uh, um, they finally, they get together and it's not great and she can't figure it out. So, uh, what did you think Jackson, this episode overall? I mean, even though he is not my type in any sense, the word, I mean, he's everyone's type, but I'm not really attracted to men who look like Smith. Um, and they're not attracted to me. So that's not a problem. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not not into it. Um, um, That hyper-masculine thing I don't really go in for, Mm -hmm. but, uh, I love him. I think it's also because I know where his character goes. Mm-hmm. I know how genuine he is. I think he's an incredible actor, just everything about it. So this episode for me, I just love it. I, I just feel so excited to get him on the scene finally. And um, I think there's a lot of fun stuff in this episode too, with the chemistry and the banter between Carrie and Berger, and then having it, whoa, how does this not translate to yeah, and not just bad once bad twice which is not great yeah. no uh, well we yeah. also have uh miranda in a relationship with her tivo 
Well, I think we all can relate to that. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, but I think, <laughs> especially like two years into a pandemic, I mean, yeah. I, me and my television are very, very close. And Steve, when Steve fixes the TiVo and brings back her, what did they call that show? Did I write it down? Uh, her show, Jules and Mimi. she brings back he brings back Jules and Mimi I mean yeah that's a big win when somebody if somebody could do that if you lost something on your DVR and you can't get it back I mean you're right especially during the pandemic yeah you needed that binge (laughs) yeah Uh, we are seeing way more product placement in season five and season six though almost every episode has something and here's this the TiVo episode. <laughs> I so Carrie tries to get sort of sexy and look sexy, and I know shoes are her thing, but I feel like it's a weird thing to have sexy because I don't. Know, I just feel like it would be weird to wear shoes in bed. I also think like know your audience. Like if <laughs> yeah. we're talking about burger, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I don't know. I don't know. Like I get what she was going for. Like, okay, we clearly need to throw something into this because like it is, it's not translating. I wouldn't pin Berger as being the guy that would be specifically into that. Like, mm-hmm. um, and that maybe that's just a bigger, you know, bigger comment yeah. on like yeah. communication versus trying to guess. Um, but yeah, I thought, I thought it was weird for burger. If it was big, I would be like, yeah, that's probably right. Like <laughs> you could probably wear those shoes and big would be into it, but burger no. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's a good point. Uh, we also have Charlotte. She's really trying to become a Jew. She tries to talk to the rabbis and they are not into it. They're not listening to her. Uh, she finally goes, knocks on their door and ends up going to eating, uh, I think it's Sabat that they're having, uh, and uh, ends up joining them. And uh, she's supposed to meet Harry and uh, <laughs> she gets the notice and she's like, it'll be fine. I'm sitting here. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> she really committed. Yeah. She I've, I've, uh, as a non-Jewish person who has been to, um, Shabbat dinner, I really, I do appreciate her commitment to, to, I mean, her motives were different than mine. I was not trying to convert, <laughs> but, um, yeah, she really went for it in a big way and you got to love her for it. Mm-hmm. I really like think. I love that. I do think that it's definitely motivated by Harry, but I do like that she's really trying to appreciate it. Judaism as religion, as a culture. Like I remember I took a Yiddish theater seminar and I wrote a porn play and I was like, should I convert? <laughs> I do it. Yeah. And then, yeah. you know, I, I was, because I think it's just so fascinating to immerse yourself in a culture that isn't your own. Uh, but yeah, Charlotte, she's really, it, and then we see it does go beyond Harry when they break up for a little bit and she's still exploring yeah. it. But yeah, it's, it's interesting to see it all shake out. And I think it's, it's really important for the character because you shouldn't do anything for really, like just for a relationship that's super unhealthy. So it was nice to see her genuinely like, you know, Judaism is beautiful. And 
and her to sort of genuinely fall in love with it. And even when they later took a break for her not to just be like, oh, well, well, you know, I just trying that on for him um, because that would have been so toxic if it was something that she didn't genuinely feel for herself. Yeah. yeah I mean, I guess it, it partly, I think, does depend a little bit about how invested you are in your religion, you know, that if you're, and, and you shouldn't only do it for your spouse, but like, if you, uh, I think that's fine being part of the motivation. Yeah. 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 Um, and, and she, she didn't come. Yeah. She wasn't like connected to her own faith. Yeah. Very much. And yeah. They call her Episcopalian Charlotte, but I don't know. She's never, I've never seen her wear crosses or mm-hmm. I've never gotten the impression that she's like super religious. No, I felt like I've, my impression of them was always, you know, sort of clean slates, which is why it was very interesting to watch her explore religion because mm-hmm. it didn't seem like any of any of them were connected. And that's why I think it would be even almost worse for her to just like put it on like a hat um, mm-hmm. without any sort of connection to it. Have but, either of you been to a raw restaurant like this, this raw place? I've, I don't know if I've been to like a raw place I've been to like, you know, hundred percent vegan restaurants, Mm -hmm. but I don't, I think I've been to raw food restaurants, but they're not only raw food. Yeah. I've been to vegan. That's true. I've been to vegan, but was also had raw stuff. And I ordered this bowl of noodles and I thought that's pretty safe. It's not going to be disgusting. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It was so disgusting. Oh no. It was cold. It was like cold noodles I mean, and that just makes it kind of slimy and cold I, and it was not not I for like me Rachel, I feel so bad you're like what is the least <laughs> offensive thing that I can get on this menu and then you're like okay it's just like worms I mean it, it, <laughs> I loved the the whole scene with Samantha and this other woman them fight in and out and then her going saying what do we say i buy you buy your dinner and call it at night that was great i really enjoyed it i love it and i love that the woman was just like yep (laughs) yeah and and they she's eating that uh the grass soup it tastes like grass in a shot yeah that's so gross i know i i do appreciate that they weren't like glamorized and it's fine if someone really likes raw food i mean far be it for me but I, I think sometimes those shows would like glamorize the latest trend. And I, mm-hmm. I did appreciate that this was, they were, it was like awful. Yeah. <laughs> and was she was yeah. only there for the hot guy. <laughs> I, I really love funny. that scene where they were like waiting it out. Cause I found that very relatable because um, there was one time in New York, it was me and um, one of my guy friends and there was a girl that we both thought was cute and we both were staying up so late at this bar trying to talk to her and I was like who's it gonna be who's gonna and I'm so tired I was like I looked at him and I left and I was like you win you win this round (laughs) (laughs) not that she was a prize to be won but I was just like then I left and I was like I need to sleep I'm like I gotta tap out yeah yeah and and I am glad that they then gave smith agency in the next episode because 
they are all acting like they kind of own him and can manipulate mm-hmm. him. And then in this next episode, he's like, nope, not so much. So I appreciated yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. It was fun. It yeah. Was fun. That was good. Yeah. So uh, then we have Carrie and Berger finally talking it out and he's saying we should be smoking, not choking. <laughs> and then it ends with them finally figuring it out. So that's good. Um, so Callie, what would you give this episode one to 10? Okay. Hmm. Oh gosh. It's hard. I feel like I'm still, I think I'm also at like a seven out of 10. Cause there were overall, I don't think I liked it as much as the first episode, but I did think that there were really strong moments. I mean, the scene in the raw food place like mm-hmm. that, that gets it so many points because that was just so well done. Um, so yeah, like slightly better than average um, for me. Mm-hmm. It's uh, not. What do you think, Jax? I think I I think I am blinded by the love that I have for Smith. <laughs> and yeah, not the way that I think he's hot. Just I'm like, what a pure spirit. And I think yeah. Samantha needs it so bad, especially we know what's coming for her with her breast cancer journey and yeah. how great he is. So I'm just like, he's here. So that's that's for me what ups. Uh, I mean, I yeah. think he's totally hot. He's totally gorgeous so i yeah i think this one is actually pretty funny if you're looking Mm. for a laugh if you're looking for laughs this one is pretty good so i don't know maybe i'd give it a 7.5 yeah we'd like to take a second from this episode of the podcast to celebrate our sponsor of this episode and that is the hallmarkies patreon do you love hallmarkies podcast do you want an inside scoop into what happens on the podcast do you want early access to episodes and loads of cool perks now is the time to become a patron of Hallmarkies Podcast. By becoming a patron, you get to access our patron Facebook group. You can request episodes or even be a guest on the podcast. And most importantly, any patron can join our monthly movie watch-alongs with stars like Paul Campbell, Natalie Hall, and more. It's as low as $2 a month to join in and become a special part of the Hallmarkies family please consider and we will love you forever go to patreon.com slash hallmarkies that's patreon.com slash hallmarkies then we have our final episode the perfect present and uh, in this episode we have uh, we have carrie figuring figuring out a lot about burger's ex <laughs> his ex lauren uh, <laughs> and then we have charlotte having to give up christmas and uh, so that's uh, very hard and uh, some more drama going on with uh, Miranda and Steve and Steve's new girlfriend, Debbie. So uh, the, she says, Carrie says, there's three important points for a single girl. The first time you have sex, the first time you have great sex, and the first time you see a guy you're dating apartment. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm surprised that that third one is on that level is that high because I feel like most guys' apartments are pretty boring. Well, no? I think for me, it's just like, how do you lit? Like, what is the situation? <laughs> most guys that? I know they, they've got like their game set up. They've got a sofa. They got a, you know, I mean, just pretty simple. I don't you know. Uh, I, I don't feel like I could tell that much of 
about a guy from their apartment for most guys. I, I can't be, but if they've decorated it, then you have, <laughs> then you're like, well, in yeah. this situation, who decorated it? Um, Mm -hmm. do they have taste or are they like kind of living in a relic of a past relationship? Maybe Mm -hmm. they have taste. Maybe they hired a decorator. I'm also like, I like to do the like drop in because I want to know what your bathroom looks like when you don't know that I'm coming over because Mm -hmm. I need to know how you live. Um, (laughs) also I know I feel like not, this wouldn't be true in New York, but I feel like I could tell more about a guy from their car than I could from their apartment because I mean, and I shouldn't, I shouldn't talk because I have an extremely messy car, uh, because I'm always going to screenings and, uh, and to, uh, plays and stuff. But, uh, if, uh, if a guy has like a super, 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 um, fancy car or sports car, uh, if, or if he's like driving a used car, that's probably the used car, probably more my jam, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I like more, but I, I don't know what you think, Jax about that I don't know if you guys remember there used to be a tv show that I don't even remember what it was called but they would go into people's bedrooms before they went on a date and then I think they would look in like three rooms and then pick yeah. the person you want to date with and, uh, and oh. they would they would see like say they would see like a book that they liked or like maybe a guitar in the corner and it would be looking for red flags but also things he had in common so yeah I I always find that fascinating and I also think what would people think about me Mm-hmm. Um, and for, <laughs> and for me, when I was dating, uh, I would never, and Kaylee had seen all of my previous apartments uh, and the current one, but there, I would never let anyone I was dating come over or they would never want to date me. Mm-mm, mm-mm, so, mm-mm. Uh, I would see their apartments and I would say that in the hierarchy of, she makes it seem like that's the last thing that happens is sex, good sex, and then seeing the apartment. I was usually seeing the apartments way before anything was happening. Like, let me just sort this situation. Yeah. Out. Yeah. 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 All, we all know that I like to look at a floor, floor plan first. <laughs> I look at a floor plan. I see what the bill, I think in New York too, or any, any big city, um, there's so much like neighborhood says a lot about someone's personality and priorities And then the type of building that they live in says a lot about them. So like, there's so many steps in it, I think that are that before you even get inside the apartment, like, is it a walk-up? Is it an elevator? Does it have a doorman? Is it new? Is it a brownstone? Like there's all of these things where I'm like, this actually tells me about, unless you just like took the first apartment that you could buy. And like, it tells me what you like, that you were looking for certain things. And that tells me about the person a little bit apartment psychology for you yeah oh, yeah so they end up going to their old friend's uh party and it's a purse party and it's their own <laughs> and it's jennifer coolidge who i absolutely love and adore hilarious i mean this did make me laugh because here in utah like multi-level marketing things are everywhere and so you constantly get invited to these kinds of parties usually it's not like in this case she'd actually designed them but I did have one time, it wasn't multi-level marketing. There was no, no, it was just a one-time thing. Uh, there, there, there used to be this place, uh, in, uh, here in Utah where it was such a great idea. It was that you could have the shoe party where, I mean, Carrie would love it. And they literally would bring a whole trailer just full of shoes and you, and then you got a, you know, discount if you hosted the party, 
but you didn't have to like sign up for any, it wasn't multi-level marketing. It was just a shoe party. And like, and I did that twice. This was years ago, but it was so fun. That's, fun. So that's what I, I thought of when I, when I saw this, I thought of, would my, you get uh, a cut of the money or how did no. that work? Okay. No, just, I get a discount on the shoes I buy and, uh, and you know, my friends get good deals too. So. Oh, that's yeah. great. That's not like yeah. crazy MLM stuff. Sorry no, no, no. Likes MLM. It's not like LuLaRoe or anything like that. Right. Right. Where you're like putting a lot of your own money on the line. Yeah. Before. Yeah. yeah. It was just bring the uh, trailer over and it was, it was pretty fun. I don't know if they, if they even still do that. I doubt it, but it was, it was a good idea. It was a fun yeah. idea. I thought, but, uh, but Jennifer Coolidge is just, she's so funny. Oh my she's gosh. So good. That woman so is good. a national treasure. <laughs> like she is so funny. And every time she's on screen, I mean, it's hard to steal a scene with these women in Sex in the City, Jennifer Coolidge, she's a scene stealer. Yeah. No matter what yeah. she's in, she is just incredible. Yeah, she's amazing. That whole, everything about it, every time she like pops on, yeah. <laughs> like shows them something else. Oh, so good. I love her so much. Uh, there's a, li- a little uh, Disney movie called uh, Alexander and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day. And I actually think it's kind of underrated. Steve Carell's in it, Jennifer Garner. It's funny, a funny family comedy. And when she plays the drivers, uh, the DMV uh, driver person, inspector uh, for the oldest child is getting his drive, trying to get his driver's license. It is hilarious. It is the best scene of her just like flipping out about everything and, and trying to, I don't know, you have to see it, but she's, she's, she's so good. And I also love her in the Christopher Guest films. Mm-hmm. I am, um, she's so funny in all of those. Uh, and anyway, so she's, she's great in here. It was really funny to see her. I actually didn't think the purses looked that bad. I know. I like, I don't know. I don't know which the price point was, but yeah, I oh, wasn't yeah. like terribly, if they were like a thousand dollars maybe, but I, yeah, I wasn't like terribly offended by that also considering I, like the banana shirt from earlier yeah. and then they're talking about yeah. the purses it's like who what yeah I prefer that. uh so this is when she when Charlotte has uh, the Christmas tree and uh says she's gonna take it down and and so when Harry says it's okay a lot of people a lot of Jews have Christmas trees and of course, I mean, we know in the Hallmark world, there's a ton of Jewish women who write Hallmark movies, Christmas movies. Oh, yeah. Tom. Like two of our favorites, Nina Wyman Swift and mm-hmm. Anna White, like who I love. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. And, and Julie Sherman Wolf, she's Sherman Jewish. <laughs> so yeah. there's yeah. a lot. And so many of my Jewish friends, they're like the first people I call when I'm like, do you want to go to the tree lighting at Tavern on the Green? Because they're like, oh my God, yes, it's so beautiful. Yeah. So, Miranda gets very upset with Steve because Steve has a bunch of condoms in Brady's baby bag. And uh, she gets really upset about that. Do you think that Miranda had a point or did she overreact? What do you think, Jax? I'm glad he's using condoms. Yeah, um, <laughs> I don't want to have another baby. Do I think it's a little weird and jarring? Absolutely. But I kind of think it's just something that you sort of have to sit with and talk to your friends about like, oh, this is so annoying. Ew, I don't want to think about that. And that made me have to think about it. But I don't think I would say anything 
to him. It's not like it's actually dangerous for the baby. Yeah, I don't know. I, I get why it's upsetting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think if you're upset by it, like you said, you sort of have to sit with it and then maybe have a conversation with him about why it's upsetting to you if that's the road, if that's the path you want to take. Um, it's only annoying. It's only like tacky. I mean, you know, like, do they really need to be in the baby bag? No, there's a part of me that is like, I don't know, was it, was he being careless or was he, I mean, you know, he was being, <laughs> he's being safe by using condoms, but was he being careless leaving them in there? Did he want, like, I think I'm the type of person to find I would spiral down. Like, did he want me to find these? Like, is mm. he trying to, I didn't even think of that, but that's a good point. Well, and she's already upset with him because, uh, he was late. Yeah. To, to pick up. He was 20, 20 minutes late. That's a lot late. Yeah. That's, that's like now every, now her day is off late. Yeah. Yeah. Like if it was just five minutes, even even 10, then I, I'd understand it more. And it's uh, even but, more annoying because Debbie's car broke down. Who cares? You should have been leaving right. early enough so that. that right. Mm-hmm. right. And you're like, why is Debbie affecting me? <laughs> like, why is Debbie affecting my life? That's, I understand. Obviously I'm getting riled. I understand her frustration. I probably would have not yelled at him about the condoms because then it's very obvious that she cares. And if she's trying to act like she doesn't care, then mm-hmm. she's telling on herself. So then big calls Carrie and they have phone sex. <laughs> and then uh, she gets upset because Lauren leaves a message on Berger's phone. Uh, so yeah, Carrie, I mean, especially when you're dealing with messy breakups and uh, the fact that she finds out that Lauren cheated on him, you would think that Carrie of all people would be understanding and not be so jealous. Yeah. I mean, it's tricky. I think Carrie always has this, um, like, I think sort of this attitude that stuff with big doesn't count. Yes. I was trying to put that into words. You're exactly right. (laughs) Like, so it's, so like, she doesn't think of it in the same way as like Lauren calling burger because to her, like big is different and special. And he's on this, like, not even pedestal all the times, but he's just on this other level in her life. Um, and I think to her, like he belongs in my life. So it's not the same, but it is the same, mm-hmm. but she doesn't see that. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, she does make it, she, she has like a big, ex, a big excuse kind of for some reason. Mm-hmm. And maybe she just knows that he's going to be in game somehow <laughs> or the writers want us to, to know that. I don't know. I think, I think you're right. Cause think about going back to, you know, we don't see Carrie really cheating on anyone else. You know what I mean? But everything with big, it's like, she cheated when she had a partner. She was with him when he had a partner, she brought him to Aiden's cabin. Mm-hmm. Like all these things where it's like, like you said, Kaylee, it with big, it's always just like, this is different. And yeah, maybe it's cause she always knew he was end game and the writers knew he was end game and yeah, but it's kind of like, oh, girl, what are you doing? Right. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't count. It doesn't count if it's big, but she still feels the right to get upset over like Berger didn't engage with Lauren. He was actually really upset that he was hearing from her. She was more upset that he, you know, uh, it's it's um, it's not great, but. Now, it's been a while since I watched this season, but Berger 
get, I thought in my memory, I thought that Berger leaves, does the post note, leaves Carrie because she gets like a promotion or something at work. And then he's jealous about the article, right? Crunchy. Remember, is that right? She, it, yeah. She, she, she like feel bad about something he wrote. And then he's jealous. Of oh her. yeah. And she's and like, the and she says it like the scrunchy. That's how she says it. That's right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And, and so he has a pilter he says in this episode. So you think oh, that he would not be that insecure. I have a question for you guys. Yeah. I was 50-50 on whether or not he was making a cute joke or if he did have a Pulitzer. Oh. So you you read it as he did, right? I did, yeah. Okay. I, I did. But like artists are so insecure. Like you could have an Oscar and still like have imposter syndrome. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, that's I, interesting though, that he could have been just like being cutesy. About yeah. yeah, I couldn't tell, but I was 50 50. So I wanted to ask you guys. Um, well, then we also have Samantha tries to pay Smith uh, because she feels bad that he uh, lost his job. And uh, and he's like, nope, that's not happening again. That I like that they gave him agency in this episode after him being kind of uh, a toy to all the women in the previous episode. Uh, and, uh, and so then they, uh, she doesn't know his name either, which is kind of, I thought was interesting. Uh, and, uh, so yeah, they seem to be starting things off in an interesting way. For I know this sounds wacky and I know the whole thing you're like, it's like prostitution, but there is a tiny part of me that I sort of thought it was actually considerate for Samantha to be like, oh, I'm because as someone who's been a freelancer and in the gig economy my whole life, I understand this whole thing where she's like, I actually prevented him from getting work. What is the going rate for like a, a really well-paid cater waiter? I'm gonna pay him that because I am responsible for him getting fired. But then obviously on his end being like, what the heck? I, so I know of a story that doesn't involve any of these people in real life, but involves an actor, a very well-known actor who frequented a specific restaurant in LA and would, you know, date the staff. Um, and so there was one, but they weren't, you know, the dating, hooking up, not relationships. Mm -hmm. um, and the way that sort of, I think is maybe should hopefully be clarified to someone is like, are you going to the person's house or are you like meeting at like um, Chateau Marmont? So anyway, this actor who I think is actually a really good person, <laughs> which is like almost this plot, uh, was like hooking up with this waitress and, you know, always like a, a hotel or Chateau or somewhere and was like going out of town for a job, I believe. And wanted like a clean sort of like thank you so much just like tie a little bow on this and left a significant portion of cash in an envelope that said like thank you or something and she obviously did not take this well like shares a basement like the staff of this restaurant and the staff of another restaurant share a basement which is how I know about this story from someone who worked at the other side but anyhow mm -hmm. so she and I think from his perspective, it was just like, you're 
like, I don't want to excuse anybody treating anyone like remotely like a sex worker if that is not what they are. But I think he was like, oh, you wait tables. Like maybe she, she was like giving up shifts to see him. Like she needs money. He has money. This is like a nice little end to this. She obviously felt like he was implying something else. And I believe she like tracked down his manager and oh, was really? like, he gave me this and I do not want it. And can you please get it back to him? Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I feel like you, I feel like it depends on the situation. Cause I, there's a lot of times when it, when it's it would seem like it's performative, you know, mm-hmm. the, the act of giving or offering the money. Uh, it's, it's kind of like, I don't know when you have the back and forth of are who's going to pay for dinner kind of a thing, but this mm-hmm. is just like a higher level. Uh, and, and so it's like, you know, that the person's going to say, no, you know, the person's going to offer to help you out because you just lost your job. I think that that, uh, tit for tat is fine, but if it was really like, I'm paying you for, for, and again, like you said that you're not a sex worker, then that gets very murky. But if yeah. it's just kind of it's a performative, I think it, it, it kind of makes sense. Yeah. It's like when I like reach for my wallet on a date. Yeah. 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 I don't, please stop me before I get there. <laughs> Love that you're doing the read, but. <laughs> so, uh, then Carrie calls a uh, big and uh, he's in the jacuzzi. I feel like this is a very iconic big moment. And she says, jacuzzi, that's such a cliche. And he says, jacuzzi that uh he says the hot tub and he says that jacuzzi is a cliche hot tub is retro he's in the hot tub and uh and carrie says she just wants to be friends with big so when big says goodbye on this call he really does tug at my heartstrings because you see the look on his face and he's like you know call me anytime you know kind of for anything and like see you later kid kind of and you just see that big, especially that we've seen how big has grown up over the last like season and a half with the episode with her book and saying that he feels bad about stuff that's happened. Yeah. You, you just realize that he's not the man he used to be. So kind of, I don't know. I'm finally mm-hmm. starting to have a little bit of understanding for big that I think I didn't have before. Yeah. 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 It's, you know, you've, he is a person with feelings and whether they're like fair always or healthy. um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. You feel for him in that moment because he, as much as Carrie, I think is always like big as the exception. It doesn't count. I think he had that same, like similarly had an expectation. Like I can always call her like she's always an option Mm -hmm. and facing that that's maybe not true. Yeah. Yeah. I did think the whole thing with Carrie and the, uh, the, the noise machine was really funny. Burger's noise machine that he got from Lauren. Uh, it reminded me of, uh, cause I'm a chronic insomniac. So I've tried everything I've tried noise. Uh, I do have white noise that I use and that helps, but, um, it was really funny when I was a, a, a uh, secretary, uh, at my old job, it, there was a, you put in a CD uh, into, uh, the, in the, that would, the, whatever CD you put in would be the hold music or the, 
uh, the other music for the answering service for the um, office. And uh, my, my boss put in this like sounds of the forest CD or whatever, because he thought, oh, that'll be nice. You know, people like that. And I didn't know about it. And so I'm putting people on hold. And then I, I talked to the person and they're like, why was there a wolf? There was a wolf. Oh my God. <laughs> was like, That's wolf. interesting. And it was so funny. And so I was like, Roland, they're saying there's wolves on the, <laughs> on the hold. That is like very authentic forest. Yeah. It's just like the wind and some birds yeah. chirping. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there's right, like owls and wolves and stuff. Wow. <laughs> He's like, oh, maybe that wasn't a good choice. The old music. <laughs> anyway, it was really funny. But <laughs> uh, so, yeah. And then Charlotte it gets her first way, which was funny. Yep. And then she has, uh, I'm not sure what this, uh, this particular ceremony that she does. I've, I'd never, I didn't know that Jewish, the Jewish religion had like a baptism like that. Um, I don't know. I, it was, it was in some kind of baptismal type font type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I never heard of that particular ceremony, but anyway, she goes through it and she's reborn a Jew. So she can get married I, and it's great. I thought that was really lovely the way that they did it, where it's like, she was leaving her old life behind, but then she's like, did they drain this tub? after the last person They're like well not all of it and I just thought right. that that was really sweet like yeah. everything about this show watching it now and watching it in order and realizing that there's so many things that yes are problematic because of the time and a lack of awareness and whether you can blame that on the time or all that stuff but there's just some masterful writing and acting and just overall storytelling in it mm-hmm. yeah 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 so I would give this one actually a pretty high score. I think this is a really good episode. I think it, it, we get growth for all of the characters. It has some really funny stuff with Jennifer Coolidge and, uh, you know, some other, other jokes. So I don't know. I think I give this a nine. I I like this one. Yeah. You think same. I would give it a nine out of 10. I think it like, it has a lot of forward movement for you know, it's hard. I hate to judge an episode on kind of what we know happens, but I think it has a lot of forward movement for um, the rest of the season and good character growth. And mm-hmm. like you were talking about Smith having agency, like I thought that was really important. And, um, you know, it's so problematic, but I do love Big. And so I just, uh, but I appreciate Carrie's growth in kind of putting that boundary there for him, but then also Big's growth and, respecting the boundary but actually having uh you know like a sadness about it mm-hmm. that it was mm-hmm. good what do you think Jax oh yeah I mean Jennifer Coolidge is in it and <laughs> <laughs> I did I did like what you said Kaylee about um and this is what is so iconic about this show well you do kind of just want to look at an episode as is I think because of what the show is and what it has become uh, we can't we can't erase what we know about what happens. And I think that it does set up everything really nicely to take us on through for the rest of season six and everything that's going to happen with the girls. And I'm, I'm actually just so excited about yeah. it. <laughs> it's really funny. It's really sweet. Uh, it's uh, one I think that's easy to connect with and relate to. Uh, so I, I, I think 
it's a, it's a good one. So, well, Kaylee, yeah. thank you so much for coming thank on. You. This was a blast. I really appreciate this was it. So fun. This was, I will, I love talking about the girls. So, okay. <laughs> anyway. well, we love to bring you back when we're talking about Samantha's Ms. cancer. Ms. Samantha. Yeah. I indeed, indeed. Yeah. It's, I actually haven't watched that since I rewatched, I did a full rewatch in 2019 when I was going through some stuff. Sure. Um, yeah. So I haven't rewatched it since. So it'll be, I think, interesting now knowing so much about breast cancer that I never mm-hmm. wanted to know. Um, it'll be yeah. interesting to watch those for sure and see where we're similar and where we're, where we're not similar. Mm-hmm. So where can people find you on social media, your content? I am on Instagram at Kaylee Scott, um, which is C-A-I-L-E-I-G-H-S-C-O-T-T. It is not phonetic. And I'm sometimes on Twitter. Like you can take a look and see if I'm, if I'm currently there or not, it's real hit or miss, but I'm always on Instagram. Um, and that's the best way to connect. Uh, and Jack's work, we will find you. Jacqueline C tweets on Twitter and Jacqueline Collier on Instagram. Great. And you can find us at Sid Girls Pod on Twitter. And I try to share whenever I see anything Sex and the City related on there. So take a look. And also you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. Check that out. Also make sure you're following the podcast at Hallmarkies Pod, Hallmarkies Podcast, all of our social media. And if you are listening on iTunes, please leave us your ratings and reviews, five stars. It really helps us a lot. And if you are watching on YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that. We also have our patron group and merch store where we have Sick Girls Pod merch. And we so appreciate that support too. So thanks again, Kaylee. And we'll talk to y'all later. Bye everyone. Bye.